0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of the witching my name is shay and i'm here with my co-host julia hello and today <laughs> today uh you know, I have no idea what's going on today. Um, all I know is that it's a true crime episode. So a lot of twists and turns and maybe a couple of surprises. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, we like to keep the true crime episodes a surprise because sometimes yeah. they're unsolved. And like, you know, we just like to like surprise one another. It's fun. It is. Um. So I'm going to be talking about Dun 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 Jack the Ripper. Oh okay. <laughs> I don't
0: I don't know anything about Jack the Ripper. Really? But okay. I feel like
1: there's a lot of movies,
0: right? There's mm-hmm. like a lot of books, so yep. I'm excited.
1: He's a very infamous serial killer. Yes. And we still don't know who he is. Really? Really? Oh God. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean he's dead now, right?
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, just a warning um I'm going to describe the things that he did to his victims in detail. Great. So, if you don't like gory um descriptions and like things like that, then I would stop listening because it will get pretty awful. <laughs> like You hear that? Really? People? It's really bad. So yeah, just, uh, just keep that in mind. I'll, I'll put a little warning before I I go trigger warnings. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm basically just going to talk about, um, Jack the Ripper, like the history, um, when the murders took place. I'm going to talk about the, um, the five victims that are said to be most likely linked to him. Um, and what exactly happened to them. And then I'm gonna talk about um, <clears throat> basically like the investigation um at the time and what they did to um to try to find him and kind of just a little bit about the possible suspects and um, the criminal profile behind Jack the Ripper and things like that. So okay. um. <clears throat> Jack the Ripper, if you know, for people who don't know, he was an unidentified serial killer active in um, the impoverished districts surrounding um, Whitechapel, which is the in the East End area of London. And the murders took place starting in 1888. So
0: Mm -hmm. um, So a really long time ago.
1: Yes, a really long time ago, which is part of the reasons why reason why um, we still don't know. Um, you know, who he is because it was so long ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, because they didn't have shit back then. No, you can't check DNA. You can't like do any of that stuff. You can follow footprints in the snow, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you can't do
1: anything else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So in both the criminal case files and the contemporary um, like journalistic accounts of Jack the Ripper, the killer was also called the white chapel murderer or the leather apron so those are like his three names yeah okay. it doesn't sound as cool yeah um it's i'll explain this later but like the so the newspapers kind of deemed him the white chapel murderer and leather apron and jack the ripper came from a letter that was sent supposedly from the murderer who calling himself jack the ripper so that's where that came from. But we we don't even know if that letter was from the actual murderer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's kind of that.
0: A guess. Well, actually, leather apron does sound a little creepy because it reminds me of like Leatherface.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I also don't really get it because like there's there's like they don't explain why he's called that. And like in the descriptions of like what he actually did to them, like there's no leather apron like involved Oh. like unless it unless it's like kind of well I don't want to get into it too much but like unless it's like um referring to the fact that they thought that the murderer could have been like a butcher or something like that oh but, makes sense uh, yeah so I'll get into more of that later but
0: okay
1: so basically Jack the Ripper during this time period, there was extensive newspaper coverage, which led to, like, widespread international notoriety, Notoriety, um, and there was actually 11 brutal murders um, committed during this time in that area between 1888 and 1891, um, but the police were unable to connect all of them um, to jack the ripper is like mo so there's only five of them that are actually considered yeah. to be him. but there there was a lot of violence so, and other murders going around or happening around this time in that area as well
0: or like potentially so, like you know like the copycat syndrome yeah like there was a lot of another that too. murderer pops up yeah yep
1: exactly um so the five victims who um are linked to him, they were known as the um I don't know if it's pronounced canical. Canical or uh, yeah. Canicle. It's canon ickle. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> canicle. Yeah. Can five. Canical five. Yeah. And um their murders were between, um, they happened between August 31st and November 9th in 1888. <coughs> Excuse me. And they are obviously considered to be the ones that are most likely linked to him. And there's specific reasons why, because they were all murdered in similar ways. So, wait, wait. sorry, can you just repeat the time again? Yes, between August 9th I'm sorry, uh, between August 31st and November 9th, 1888. So between a like three month period, three or four month period. Three
0: months? Sorry, that's like really short.
1: Yeah, I know. Which is why, uh, I don't know, like to me, you know, there was 11 murders between 1888 and 1891. That's a much longer time period. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's probably likely that some other murders were could also be linked to him unless like for some reason after the fifth person he got like maybe he died or like maybe he was like sent to jail like some reason like he wasn't able to commit murders anymore.
0: Yeah, because uh, obviously not an expert, but from all of like the murder shows that I've watched, it's like they go through this like killing spree and then they don't usually fall off. Like they usually just keep going until they're caught type of thing.
1: Right. So I think something must have happened if he only did, if he only killed those five women. Yeah. Then he must have like died or, or he did kill those other people after that. And like, it was just in a completely different way. Maybe he did that so that he wouldn't be caught. I don't know. Mm. Gotcha. <clears throat> but. So anyway, this is what I'm going to start talking about um what happened to the women. Um, trigger warning. And, and yes, trigger warning. And the only reason why I'm talking about this is because I think it's important to know like like what he did to them to be able to distinguish which people that he actually killed. Okay, you know? yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was very specific, like he did mm-hmm. the same things to them and the other murders um they were completely different. So, and also just like a little bit of the, the timeline as well. So I'll talk mm-hmm. about like when they were found and all of that. So, mm-hmm. the first um, person, the first victim's name was Mary Ann Nichols, and she was discovered at about three forty a.m. on Friday, August thirty first, um, eighteen eighty eight, in a place called Bucks Row. Um, it's now called uh, Durward Street in Whitechapel. England. Um, and Nichols was last seen alive only about an hour before that. Um, so, around like 2 30 in the morning, that was when she was last seen. Um, <clears throat> so, she was found with a lot of wounds. Her throat was severed by two deep cuts, one of which completely severed all the tissue down to the vertebrae. So, extremely violent. And her genital area ha- was stabbed twice and the lower part of her abdomen was ripped open by a deep, jagged wound causing her bowels to like basically spill out. And she had some other um, wounds to her abdomen. Um, like there was two on each side um, used by this, like the same knife was used to like make those incisions as well. Yeah. That's really, really brutal. So, like, well, maybe they
0: didn't. Do they know like when each one happened? Like, was she still alive when he like?
1: Cut no. Her so, so they they say after doing autopsies on all of the victims, they can tell that the first thing that happened was like the throat slitting. All right. So, so... Least, so obviously <laughs> that's extremely awful, but at least like they weren't alive for the part where he like. Mutilate right.
0: their body. That would have been worse. Yeah, my, I mean it can't get any worse. They're I mean yeah, dead, but right. you know what I'm saying. Like torture and then death. Yeah, that's worse.
1: Yeah. No, he he um would start by cutting their throat first. Oh my gosh! With, for all the victims. Okay. So that was the first victim. It's very so sad. that's
0: so you said all the victims. So cutting the throat is the first indicator, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so then one week later on Saturday, September 8th, 1888, the body of Annie Chapman was discovered, um, around 6am near the doorway of a backyard in a place called Spidal Fields, which is in the Whitechapel area. Um, so she was found in a similar state. Her throat was, um, severed with two deep cuts again. So two, um, slices, I guess, um, just like the other victim. Um, And her abdomen had been cut entirely open with a section of the flesh from her stomach being placed on her left shoulder and another section of skin and flesh, plus her small intestines, were removed and placed above her right shoulder. And in the autopsy, it was revealed that her uterus and sections of her bladder and her vagina had been removed.
0: So he just hates women. Clearly yeah uh that's like uh
1: yeah it's awful. i
0: don't understand yep the removing and placing do they are uh, well you'll tell me after if it's significant i,
1: I didn't guess. see well, anything about it being significant but it, it is a recurring theme
0: okay so he's just having like he's literally like playing with them i feel it's like disgusting <clears throat>
1: And another interesting thing about this victim, Annie Chapman, is that similarly like um, Marianne Nichols, <clears throat> she was also seen only about like an hour or a half hour before she was killed. So like the the first victim, she was seen like an hour before, and this victim, Annie Chapman, she was seen a half hour before she was killed by um, a woman named Elizabeth Long, and she described seeing her standing outside of the home where she was murdered around 5 30 a.m. And, and she was with someone she was with a guy who she described as like a dark haired man wearing a brown deer stalker hat and a dark overcoat and she said that he she he looked like shabby genteel appearance I'm not really sure what that means but I'm, I I'm think sh- <clears throat> probably just like a shabby like you know rundown appearance I feel like when they say shabby,
0: uh, it wasn't, like, cool to have, like, a beard, I feel like. So maybe maybe. he had, like, scruff on his face. Like, he looked like just a not upkept, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, And then I guess she overheard, like, part of a conversation between the two of them. And I guess she said that um, the man asked her a question, will you? And she said yes. And that was like the last thing that uh, she heard. And then you can like infer that means like
0: walking home together or like going. Well, she was already
1: she was already home, so maybe he was asking her to go inside, or will you like let me come in or something? You know.
0: Oh, awful. Yeah, it's weird.
1: And that was only a half hour before she was found.
0: Uh Oh, that's yeah that's like oh and you know what would be going through my mind if I was the other woman that saw them I would have been like that could have been me you yeah. know what I'm saying oh yeah like, very too. close in contact like obviously she wasn't talking to them but like being that close to them and then finding out what happened to the girl after like imagine your anxiety
1: I know it'd be awful yeah oh yeah like reading this like makes me so uncomfortable because it's like so graphic
0: Mhm.
1: but you know it's part of history I guess
0: <laughs> yeah I mean like okay. I, whenever actually at the tattoo shop all they watch is just murder shows really <laughs> and, yeah and like I like my fair share of like true crime and stuff mm-hmm. um, but like if I watch it too much it really like gets my energy down yeah, like it just like agree. makes me feel like shit and I feel so sad for yeah. all the victims and things. So like I can, oh, I can take it in like micro doses, like this is fine, but like, I can't like keep going days, like watching murder shows, you know? Yeah.
1: Sometimes I do like binge, like true crime stuff, but I try to like mix it up where it's not like all like murder, like, you know, yeah. like crazy, like brutal murder stuff. Like I like to watch like mysteries and like unsolved things and that sort of thing. But I can't, like, this is, like, on, like, one end of the spectrum, like, extreme, you know?
0: Yeah. Have you watched, sorry, this is just tangent. Have you watched Fact or Fiction?
1: No, what's that?
0: So uh, it's a really old show from, like, the 90s and early 2000s where um, they give you three anthologies and they reenact them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And two of them, and they can be fake or they can be real. And oh. you have to guess if they're fake or real. And sometimes they'll have like paranormal stuff or they'll have like, um, I guess, unsolved murders or things like that. Or just like, uh, I think there was one on like spontaneous combustion and it ended up being real. And it's just a really good show. I feel really? Like you like that if you sounds like unsolved good. Stuff.
1: Where do you watch that?
0: Yeah. Uh, on Amazon Prime. I oh,
1: I have that. I'm going to watch that. That sounds good. Yeah, you should. <clears throat> I love stuff like that. Um, that was a good tangent. Gives us a little break from the brutal murder. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, so the, um, next two victims were actually found on the same morning. So this was later called the double event.
0: Oh God.
1: Yeah. So, um, Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes were both killed in the early morning hours of Sunday, September 30th eighteen eighty eight stride's body was discovered at around one um one o'clock in the morning in Dutfield's yard in Whitechapel. So the cause of death was actually just a singular um clear cut um to the throat, which went all the way six inches across her neck and severed her left carotid artery and her trachea before um coming out under her right jaw.
0: So So, he's like getting better. Like the other one, he had to do two swipes. Yeah. And this one it's just one. So I feel like the
1: thing with this one is that nothing else was wrong with her.
0: Oh, it was just the throat.
1: Yes. So they they're with her, it's like either it wasn't him or He was interrupted.
0: Uh, That would make sense. There's a second body. No,
1: right. There is a second body that was found afterwards. So. their thinking is that um, he was going to kill her in the same way he killed the other two women, but for some reason got interrupted and then just like left her there Um, and then went to go find someone else. Yeah, because it's like he's not moving.
0: The bodies right like he's no. not in a secluded area i mean yeah. i'm sure he he tried to kill them in like a dark alleyway or something like that but yeah like, um yeah he probably had to do all this really quick you know yeah. what i'm saying instead of, because anybody could have walked up
1: right exactly um <clears throat> so there um a lot of witnesses came forward after, um, her body was found and they told the police that they had seen Elizabeth stride with a man, um, near, um, a street called burner street in the evening before and in the early hours of September 30th. So, um, but the thing is, is that the witnesses all gave different descriptions of the man. Some of them said that they're, um, that sh- that he was like fair. Others said that he was dark. Some said that he was like badly dressed, and some said that he was well dressed. So it's like differing descriptions. Um, but never- nevertheless, like s- people still saw her with with a man the night before and in the in the early that's hours. So of that like
0: morning. that's so unhelpful. <laughs> Sorry, I know like, it is unhelpful. Just people giving like different things. Like it's. I no wonder like the police were like lost
1: yeah like, exactly um <clears throat> and i just think it's interesting like with all these women like they all for the most part saw them with someone like very soon before they were found yeah it's just like, like what
0: he's probably well actually i don't know and i don't know if you know this like when you said that they were outside of their house, were they coming home from somewhere? Or like did he knock on the door? I don't know. And they just yeah. came out. Like the thing is, if they were seen so close after with this guy, I feel like it was someone that they saw when they were out. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. was just like he's like an average Joe type guy yeah that's what I was thinking social things or I don't know like he's literally hiding in plain sight is what I'm trying to say you know
1: yeah and my thing is is that like they think that you know like I said earlier he was like a butcher or something like that or even like someone like a doctor or something Mm -hmm. because he like knew how to like cut these people open basically and I just think that I just don't think that that's true because there were so many witnesses who saw these women with someone. You would think that if it was someone who lived in the area and had a job like a butcher or a doctor, he would be recognizable to people who saw him.
0: That you know? is a very because good point. Those
1: are people like a butcher and a doctor. Those are people that all the people in the surrounding area would probably go to. So they would all know who the butchers and the doctors are in the area. So I don't yeah. think that that would unless he didn't live in the area, but. It seems like he did because they were all in that area, like all the murders happened in that area, so I don't know, yeah,
0: to me no, I think you're a hundred percent correct with that point. I was thinking this well, no, I was more so thinking that I've totally forgot about the butcher part, you yeah. know what I'm saying, how people were thinking that he was just like uh someone with this expertise. I just kept thinking that he was just. Like someone that you see out at these social events and he's just there, you know?
1: Yeah. He's like just a normal, unassuming person.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I think, too. Because I think that if he had any of those like professions, like people would have recognized who it was. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> so then the second body that was found on that same morning belonged to um, <clears throat> Catherine Eddowes, So her body was found on the corner of Mitre Square in the city of London, about 45 minutes after Elizabeth Stride's body was found. Mm. So her throat was also severed from ear to ear and her abdomen was ripped open by a long, deep wound um, before her intestines had been. So basically, obviously there was a very long, uh, cut down her abdomen and her intestines were placed over her right shoulder again. And this, there was a section of the intestine that was completely detached and placed between her body and her left arm. So Mm. some of it was like still attached but hanging over her right shoulder and some of it was completely cut out and put next to her. And uh... it gets even worse. So her left kidney and the major part of her uterus was removed and her face had been disfigured. Her nose was severed, her cheeks were slashed, and there was cuts um, incised through her eyelids. And there was a triangle like incisions made um, underneath her eyes, which like pointed up to her eyes. So kind of like if you're like picturing like a clown almost.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what Very I'm strange.
1: And um also parts of her ear had been cut off and cut off and put in her clothing. Um it's just like with every single one it just gets worse.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh you can 100% say that this guy like hates women. He's like an yeah. incel at this yeah. point. Yeah.
1: It's just awful. Like I can't believe that. It's just like it's just like gross. Like all like the organs and it's just it just keeps getting worse.
0: Yeah, like what is the point of going the extra mile and like doing all those things? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just like I mean, like you can't even you can't uh, understand why he would kill in the first place. But at the same, like also just doing all of these extra things is like you have to be like a certain type of deranged you know yeah it's like one thing to do a kill and it's like that's really bad but then to mutilate the body completely that's like extra extra you know it's just like why
1: (laughs) yeah I don't I don't understand it at all which is like this is part of the reason why they thought that it was like a butcher or a doctor or something because like he obviously he I mean not obviously but you could say that he would have had had some knowledge of how to like remove these things but also at the same time like i don't know maybe not
0: uh like i'm thinking yes but also the fact that you said that like you said a portion of like her kidney and uterus was like removed or something like that
1: yeah
0: like i feel like that tells me that he was looking for the uterus, but like took out the kidney by accident or something, you know, like it. maybe he does. Well, he took
1: out both. Oh,
0: maybe he meant to. Oh, he meant to hell?
1: like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, And then about like an hour or so after her body was found, her apron with blood on it was found um, at the entrance of a tenement in Whitechapel. And there was Mm -hmm. like this eerie like chalk inscription on the wall, uh, like directly above it, which says the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. So that kind of the message appeared to imply that um, Jews in general were responsible for these murders. But it's kind of unclear whether the graffiti was written by the murderer or You know, like when he dropped the apron, like he did it on purpose or if it was just like a coincidence that that graffiti was just there where the apron was dropped. So they don't know if it actually had anything to do with it, but it's just like kind of eerie, man, that it was dropped underneath. But also it's like that saying doesn't like it doesn't have I feel like it has nothing to do with the murders. It's just kind of random. Yeah, like, I
0: don't know. The, see, this is where, like, I would get so frustrated reading this. Like, there's obviously a lot of clues, a lot mm-hmm. of pattern. And yeah. the police are just like, oh, this is what I'm feeling the vibe is. is like, oh, this could be connected to him, but, like, maybe not. Yeah. And I feel like they should assume that it is just to see if they can get closer but like they're like "Mm, maybe not you know like the back and forth isn't isn't helpful either i feel like they should just like go full force into any clue that they see around like just go deep into it you know
1: yeah i feel like maybe they did and they just like didn't like maybe they just didn't come up with an answer and that's why it's still like they just don't know
0: yeah that's true too you know? know i feel i feel bad also because like you said, that it's in 1888. Like this is not, this is not a time for good detective work. You know, no. I mean, maybe there was, you know, some at some point, um. But uh, you know, like the the non ability to, uh, analyze DNA or find any type of of connection that small. You know, like I'm sure maybe they were look did they look for fingerprints like was that a thing back? i don't even
1: think that was a thing back then
0: yeah so it's just like i don't know it must have been so hard yeah exactly
1: yeah and i i know that there was like public outcry because they like were not figuring it out that was probably the best
0: thing they could have done though like put it in the public view
1: yeah i agree and i think like people were just getting like so upset that they weren't figuring it out too, like, there was this like vigilante like committee that was formed that they were basically like, you know, just volunteers from the community trying to like help figure this out. Cause like they mm-hmm. were just, and they also, I, I also read that, um, they also did it just because the murders were bad for business, like in the area. So they just wanted to get it figured out already. So business would go back to normal.
0: That's hilarious. The priorities. Oh my God. Not the loss of life, the loss of cash. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the last victim who's linked to him was named Mary Jane Kelly, and she was discovered lying in her bed at home in Spidal Fields. Um, Her body was discovered at 1045 AM on November 9th, um, 1888, which is a Friday. And her face had been hacked beyond all recognition, quote unquote, with her throat severed down to the spine and the abdomen almost emptied of its organs. Her uterus, kidneys, and one of her breasts had been placed beneath her head, and other viscera from her body placed beside her foot and sections of her abdomen and thighs were placed upon a bedside table. The heart was missing from the crime scene. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. So that's
1: definitely the worst one. I mean, they're all extremely bad, but that's like, like... Yeah,
0: like you said, he was getting worse each time, every time. Now it's like more things are taken out of the body.
1: Yeah. Like the heart... He took the heart out.
0: Yeah, where 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 did he put it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Where is? He, what is he
1: doing with that? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, maybe he was like a cannibal or something. Oh, please God! I mean, maybe you never know.
0: That's so awful. Oh my God! Imagine like walking up on that, <laughs> like
1: I you're know. just
0: on a morning walk, and you just want to have a nice stroll in the London fog. And then you look to your right and you see this woman. Oh, wait, you said bedside.
1: She was found. So was in- she was found in her room, but some of all the other ones were found outside, I think. Yeah, I would not okay. want to be the one.
0: Terrifying.
1: Yeah. I would not want to be the Even one to find terrifying. someone. Like
0: yeah. That. Like a, you're walking in and say you're her husband or something. I don't know if she was married, but you walk in and you just see. Oh, my god! like i that would fuck you up for the rest of your life a hundred percent
1: Mhm, I agree. I just like I really, really, really hope that in my lifetime, I never have to like witness anything like that.
0: No I don't. I feel like nowadays it's so hard
1: to do that. You really
0: have like the you hear you don't really hear about serial killers anymore, and it's just because our technology has improved immensely. Yeah. And it's so easy to track these people down um, unless you're like Dexter, you know, and you have like everything planned out to a T and there's no fuck ups whatsoever. But even then there has to be some type of pattern that the police can uh, pick up on.
1: I agree. The murders, like we, like I said, there was other murders at the time, but the reason why that, these five specifically were linked to him was obviously because of the patterns of the way that he killed them. But also there was a pattern in the way or in the times that they were killed and the days. So each murder happened at night. Um, they all happened on a weekend or close to a weekend, like a Friday. And they all happened either at the end of the month or at the end of the week um, or at the end of a end mm-hmm. of the week after. Um, and they all obviously yeah. became way more um, severe. And so that was kind of part of the the pattern as well as which ones um, he specifically committed. So um, during right, the time yeah. of the murders, there was also a lot of letters that were sent to the police, to newspapers and other individuals in the area. There was like hundreds of hundreds of letters that were sent out that were either claiming to be from the murderer or from people like giving hints or advice as to how they should like, you know, try to go about finding the murderer. And out -hmm. of these letters, there was at least like a hundred letters that um, the writer claimed to be the murderer. And there's three letters that are actually considered to be, from the actual Jack the Ripper. So, so out of all of those letters, only three of them seemed to be legit. So mm. the first one was called Dear the Dear Boss Letter. Um, this letter was dated September 25th and postmarked on September 27th, 1888. And it was received by the Central News Agency. And then they forwarded the letter to Scotland Yard on September 29th. Um, they initially thought mm-hmm. this letter was a hoax, um, but then when Catherine Edo's body was found three days after the letter's postmark date, um, they thought that it was legit because in the letter, um, the author says that he's going to clip the lady's ears off. And Catherine edos you know, she was found with part of her ear missing and in her yep. clothing. So that's why they think that um, that letter was actually from the murderer. And this is actually the letter that the author names himself as Jack the Ripper. So that was the first time that name was used. Um, And that's how that name gained notoriety because they actually thought this letter was from the actual person.
0: So I would have to agree only because, like I said, not an expert but from the shows that i watch so he's he's mutilating these bodies obviously he wants them to be found a certain way Mm -hmm. so that's attention grabbing now he's it's probably plastered all over the news about this guy killing these women right so he has media attention now he's like okay let me like stir the pot write these letters for more attention so i feel like this guy is just wanting to be in the spotlight, so it makes sense that he would write these letters. You know, I
1: agree. Yeah, I think he really wanted attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second letter was called the Saucy Jackie postcard. I don't really know what the significance of the names is. I didn't see that, but I'm assuming it was because of a. That's what maybe like at the beginning of the letter that was how it was addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so. This postcard was postmarked on October 1st, 1888 and received um, on the same day by the Central News Agency. The handwriting in this postcard was similar to the Dear Boss letter and mentioned the caniacal murders um, committed on September 30th, 30th, which the author refers to by writing double event this time um so that's why it's referred to as the double event because those um two women were found on that day right so this um postcard was argued um like there's debate about when this postcard was postmarked mm-hmm. um some people say that it was postmarked before um any information about the murders had been publicized but there's also people who say that it was postmarked 24 hours after so This one is still a little bit up for debate on whether or not it could have been legit because obviously if it was postmarked before anything was made public, then the person who wrote it wouldn't have known anything about it unless he was the actual murderer. But if it was postmarked 24 hours after, then there was already news about the murders out there. So, you know, it's possible that it could have just been someone
0: just grabbing the attention.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Because there were other letters like that, like people claiming to be the murderer but they actually weren't. So, so like what the fuck? Why would you want to do that? I don't know. People are fucked up. Um so the last letter is called the From Hell letter. Um it was received by George Lusk, who was the leader of the Whitechapel Vigilant Vigilance Committee, which is that um, vigilante committee that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So this was received on October sixteenth, eighteen eighty-eight. The handwriting and style um, was a little bit different than the first two letters, um, but the letter came with a small box, which Lusk, disco- Lusk he discovered half of a human kidney preserved in alcohol.
0: So he is keeping them in alcohol.
1: Yeah. Well, he's keeping them. Yeah. So even though this one, like, the handwriting was different, I still think that this is the one that is, like, 100% from him. Because nobody, like, random people just don't have a human kidney laying around to be able to send, you know? Yeah, right? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, yeah, that's, like, uh... I yeah. Oh, like so um, Catherine Eddowes, obviously her left kidney was removed by the killer. And the writer claimed in the letter that he fried and ate the missing half of the kidney. And there was Sorry. some disagreement over the kidney, but um, some of them can um, they say that it wasn't real, like it wasn't a real kidney. But the kidney was examined by a doctor um, from the London hospital, and he determined that it was a human kidney and it was from the left side of a body. God damn it. So it does like match the description of the one that she was missing. Obviously, at the time, they couldn't do like DNA evidence to find out if it actually was hers. So he wasn't really able to say anything more than, you know, it, this is a human kidney from the left side. Like, that's this all. This is he stressing really me say. out. I know like the bodies just kept getting worse and now you're telling me that he's
0: eating the, <laughs> like uh that's why god. i said
1: he's probably a cannibal okay so uh. you had information up your sleeve
0: <laughs> and you were waiting to share that yes, <laughs> oh I my was. god <laughs> that's so like uh no absolutely I not i mean i draw the line at murder anyways but like i fucking draw the massive line <laughs> cannibalism like
1: That's so fucked. I know. I just can't imagine. Like, I don't know, man. It's just so fucked up. Yeah.
0: This is like, I Okay. So I knew, like I said, I don't really know a lot about Dr. Ripper, but I knew something about slashing. Like I knew that because of the Ripper name. Yeah. But the, the, the boob, like taken off the body and things like
1: that. Like that's fucking wild. Like what the The thing, the thing that like, Disturbs me the mo- most is that he was like removing the organs. That freaks me out the most. That's and, like, what, that like the heart
0: was missing. He was like playing with his food. Ew! Yeah, like you know, too. like I hate to say that, but like that's the thing that I get from him. He like he was just playing like Ew. with the with the shit. Like oh that's uh, disgusting. I know this guy deserves. I hope he's in the hell. If there's a hell, I really I hope really you're there.
1: hope that like the reason why there wasn't any murders like that um like after the fifth person I really just hope it was because he died he probably did like what was I it really was hope then, so back then like 55 probably or like 50 yeah. yeah I just I really, I really hope that that was that the was case like even like even if he went to jail or something like I think death is a better like I would rather him have just died than have gone or to jail. Maybe
0: like isn't where your kidneys like they get rid of toxins and shit like if he mm-hmm. ate the kidney maybe he got sick and died. He like got like septic and died.
1: Maybe. That's what I, I don't I hope. know. That's a good point. I don't know if that like happens when you eat kidney. Like he definitely like wasn't like
0: ugh.
1: like he probably was like a gr-
0: like okay, so think about this like he's a disgusting awful person. How do you think he was taking care of himself? Like, I'm sure now that you say it, I'm sure he he died from like his own like disgustingness, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's probably true. I hope or, it's like, true.
0: He got like knocked out. He like pulled an Edgar Allan Poe and like got into a fight at a bar and then yeah. had like severe <laughs> head trauma. Yeah. I'm just like thinking horrible things, horrible ways of he could die. But like, I don't know. Uh, yeah,
1: I hope so too. Because I really... I mean, obviously, like, there was, there was other, other murders that happened after that, and that's awful, but at least it wasn't, like, that.
0: Like, yeah, that's that. exactly what I was trying to say before. Like, murder's, like, fucking, it's awful, but then, the, the like I said, the extra mile of taking out all the fucking organs and all yeah. of that shit. Like, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm also glad that, like, that wasn't a thing either, yeah. because- uh, well, unless like someone was trying to be a copycat of him and then like, couldn't go all the way, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like they could, they couldn't do all that. It it takes a special person, I guess. Ugh.
1: Special quotes. <laughs> yes. but
0: it's Disgusting, special. awful. Yeah. Like fucking ooze of the earth. yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, so that's, um, all I have for the victims. So now I'll talk about kind of the investigation a little bit. So okay. the vast majority of the City of London police files that um were around back then actually were destroyed um in the blitz which was basically like a German bombing campaign that happened in the 1940s. So mm. a lot of the original files were destroyed during that. Um so there's only there was only a few surviving um files from the Metropolitan Police which kind of show a detailed view of Um, investigative procedures during that era, like the Victorian era. So Mm -hmm. basically what would have happened is that a large team of policemen would conduct um, house-to-house inquiries um, throughout Whitechapel and forensic material was collected and it was examined. Suspects were identified, traced, and they were either examined more closely or they were eliminated from inquiry. So It's very similar to how things are done nowadays. But Um, like, how would they examine? Like,
0: I'm just wondering, like, like the forensic stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
1: I don't really know.
0: Put it in water, stir it around see. Like, I don't,
1: I don't know. Like, I don't really know. Like, I don't, I don't think that they, I think that they collected it for, just so that they would know about it like they collected the evidence but they couldn't really examine it much further than just collecting it I don't think
0: right because like when was the microscope invented like I'm just thinking of like what they had you know at their disposal
1: yeah I don't know but even if they did have like a microscope like what would they be looking at because like even if they saw something like they couldn't test that thing you know Yeah,
0: that's true. They would just be looking at it. <laughs>
1: yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> like oh, there's a hair on this piece. Let of me look cloth, at it closer. That's, that's all it. I can. Yeah, let <laughs> me just magnify it. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> uh, it's so sad. Like, uh, because they probably could have figured it out if they had our technology back then.
0: They probably had
1: like,
0: right. They probably had it all in front of them, and like because it's just like they couldn't do. Do anything,
1: yeah, it's so sad like and and to think that he probably was pretty sloppy, like in today's standards, like he probably didn't like wear gloves or like oh, be careful to yeah. like get his DNA off things like he probably left fingerprints yeah. everywhere. he probably like they like they didn't have to worry about that crap back then,
0: no, a hundred percent, yeah, that's so he what probably I was like
1: one hundred percent would have been caught if it happened today,
0: yes, I agree
1: which sucks. I know. And another thing that sucks about it is that any DNA, like any evidence that they did collect back then Mm -hmm. that they still have, like in evidence, they didn't, they didn't treat it how it's like DNA evidence is supposed to be treated. So like other people were touching it and like, it was just tampered with. So even even the stuff that they do still have nowadays, like I think they still have the apron, they still have um, like some blood samples or things like that. Like they can't, they're kind of useless because even if they do test them or like the letters, like they they can test those for DNA and fingerprints and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it all comes back inconclusive because it's been, you know, badly handled over the years.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to ask, honestly, if like, because I've heard of like past uh, crimes being like investigated today and then they like 100% like super fast find out what what happened. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if they did the same for, for him. But I guess now you're saying they can't because everybody well, was gone. Well, they've dumb. tried.
1: <laughs> they've tried. Like there was an, a documentary that I saw on Jock the Ripper a while ago. Um, I don't remember the exact details, but I do remember them having a piece of the apron or some piece of cloth that Mm -hmm. had blood on it. and had DNA on it. And they did find like a DNA match. So whoever I forgot who it was, but whoever it matched, um, he's a a suspect. But like they can't prove it 100 percent because like they don't know if that's he was actually the murderer or if it was just like, you know.
0: It's so frustrating to me. Yeah, it is
1: very frustrating. I'll have to I'll have to look up um after this what the name of that documentary was and I could link it. Um, it was yeah. I want to watch it. That. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, because I thought it was so. I like I was watching it and I remember thinking like, oh my god, this is so cool. They're gonna figure out who Jack the Ripper is. And then at the end, they're like, yeah, maybe <laughs> we couldn't. not really. That's so annoying. <laughs> I hate that.
0: I hate that so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, So during the investigation, they interviewed over 2000 people. And about 300 people were actually investigated and 80 people were detained. So um, even though 80 people were detained, obviously they still didn't figure it out. And it got to a point where they were having so much trouble figuring it out that the commissioner of the city police offered a 500 pound reward for the arrest of the ripper so like he was trying really hard to like get some like hints or like tips or like anything to help them figure it out
0: um I feel like no never mind just continue I I just want to know no no no, I need like more information I just I just I don't know like I'm just I'm very frustrated right now if you yeah. guys could like see my face I look so angry like I'm just like <laughs> yeah she does <laughs> I'm just so like uh it's just, frustrating anyways, it is it's I, like
1: the murders are so brutal like you want justice for them so bad but there's like nothing we can do now really
0: I know that's why I'm like what the fuck
1: yeah it's awful um So like we talked about earlier, um, butchers, um, doctors, surgeons, slaughterers were all suspected, um, because of the manner of the mutilations, because of the way that the murderer was able to like strategically cut these people open and remove organs and things like that. And there was, um, a note in the files from one of the commissioners of the city police who was around at that time. And he indicated that the alibis of all the local butchers and slaughterers were investigated at the time and they were all eliminated from the inquiry. So at least the slaughterers Mm. and butchers from that time, they were all investigated. Like they all, they knew of this theory. So they were looking into it and nothing came of it. Right. So, but I mean, They only did the ones in the area. So it could have been still someone from out of the area. So you never know. It's Um, just so frustrating. So there are a lot of suspects that um, have been named over the years. And I was going to talk about some like specific suspects, but there's just so many and like, mm -hmm. there's just so They're all probably not him. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought I would just kind of talk about like his criminal profile that was established and um, kind of things like that. Because talking about, I mean, maybe we could do another episode about like the actual theories about who it could be because there's a lot of theories. You know what? That would be fun. I feel like we should do that. Like a follow up episode about that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll just kind of talk about the his criminal profile. So at the end of the um October during 1888, um, a police surgeon named Thomas Bond was asked to give his opinion on the extent of the murderer's surgical skills and his knowledge. And his opinion was actually the earliest criminal profile ever created. So this is the first like criminal profile. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'll just read a quote from him describing what he kind of thought Jack the Ripper was like. So all five murders, no doubt, were committed by the same hand. In the first four, the throats appear to have been cut from left to right. In the last case, owing to the extensive mutilation, it is impossible to say in what direction the fatal cut was made but arterial blood was found on the wall in splashes close to where the woman's head must have been lying. All circumstances surrounding the murders lead me to form the opinion that the woman must have been lying down when murdered and in case, and in every case, the throat was first cut. Bond was strongly opposed to the idea that the murderer possessed any kind of scientific or anatomical knowledge, or even the technical knowledge of a butcher or horse slaughterer. Um, in his opinion, the killer must have been a man of solitary habits, subject to periodical attacks of homicidal or erotic mania, with the character um, with the character of the mutilations possibly indicating, um, I think it's pronounced satiriasis, which is um, the uncontrollable, which is like a man's uncontrollable sexual desire. So. Okay. Yeah. So basically his opinion was that, um, how he said before it was all done by one person because of the way that they were killed and that he didn't think that the person had any surgical uh, or anatomical knowledge. Um, and that instead he was, um, just like a solitary dude, like basically like a psychopath. Right. And had like some, type of like uncontrollable sexual desire even though even though you know none of the women were raped per se but he did like there was genital mutilation so it could have been that he got some type of like uh, sexual pleasure out of doing that um so it's it's kind of a, like it's it's interesting because this doctor has basically a completely opposite opinion about how, like, his character than the police did. Right. So it's interesting. Hmm. You know, I really want to hear the theories now. <laughs> I know we'll do another episode. I yeah. knew that. I knew that it would have been too long. Um, yeah, because this is already at an hour.
0: <laughs> is it really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck.
1: So I knew that, um, I wanted to talk about, um, the victims, um, and kind of the investigation portion. And if I went over the theories of the suspects, then it would have just been like really long. So we can do another episode about, um, the suspects in, in particular. Yeah. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, so that another theory is that, um, the murderer was someone who had regular employment and lived locally because of you know where the murders took place um <clears throat> and but then other people think that he was an educated upper class man like a doctor or like an aristocrat who like ventured into whitechapel from like a a better area um there were some theories that um there was even one that was like it was like the queen's nephew or something like that like a royal someone from the royal family like there's just a lot of different theories (sighs) that was one of them yeah so there's like he's either like a, basically like a homeless man psychopathic homeless man or he's a royal so the theory is very that's so like light and
0: dark like yeah i know oh my god
1: yeah it's just like there's just so many different theories that and and nobody agrees on any of them like the authorities like no police, oh, yeah like no one thinks the same like they are all yeah. like oh it could be this person it could be this person
0: that's so unhelpful guys <laughs> yeah
1: it's really unhelpful but obviously to this day his identity remains unknown wow. so yeah that's basically all i had for today about him um and the
0: murders i uh that was a lot you know it was a lot i also needed to be educated in jack the ripper more i feel like but i enjoyed it yeah Um, not so much the murders but
1: right
0: yeah (laughs) i liked all the information you had a lot of information that was really good um and i'm really excited to learn about the theories because i just want to know you know, like the, the major ones, because I feel like they should have at least like one that they were like chasing, you know?
1: I think the one that that documentary was about was the major one, I believe, like one of the okay. top suspects. So maybe I'll rewatch that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. So this will be Jack the Ripper part one. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. And then we'll do a second one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I just... um. It's just, I think that people find, like, even though it's so disturbing and awful, like what happened, it, I think that people are just interested in this stuff. It's well, just yeah, very it's fascinating, the, but it's like the unsolvable part
0: for me. You yeah,
1: know? yeah.
0: Um, because obviously you want that. There's no happy ending to to loss of life, but like the it would be kind of cool if they could find out who did it. Um, and just like the the like I said not being able to know is kind of what intrigues me the most and I think for most people it's that too
1: yeah I agree so even if you thought this uh, episode was very gruesome I know you thought it was interesting too (laughs) yeah
0: exactly we're not
1: just the weird
0: ones here yeah (laughs) Um, it's not
1: just us
0: (laughs) yeah um before we wrap up this episode Julie and I would like to share in or part of an email that we received recently about uh, some Portuguese myths. So Julia, would you like to read this?
1: Yes. It's very exciting because this is our uh, first email that we've gotten from a fan. So you know how at the end of every episode, we ask you guys to send us something. This is the first one we've gotten. It's very exciting. So thank you, Jose, for sending an email. Um, (laughs) We're so happy. Um, um, we're going since he uh, he sent us um, three myths um, from Portuguese culture. So uh, we'll read one today. And then in the subsequent episodes, we'll read another one. Um, so you mm-hmm. guys can hear everything that he sent. So I'll just start off by reading the beginning of the email um, with the first little myth that he sent. And then next time we'll read you guys another one. So Um, This is from Jose. He says, Hey, I'm a big fan of the show. And after the last episode of this, the demon suck castle, I just thought that was really (laughs) funny. Um, I wanted to share some of my favorite myths from my home country. There's lots of myths and stories from Portuguese past. My favorite probably was the story of Dom Sebastio, which is King Sebastian born into the Portuguese Royal family. He was the son of a Portuguese Um, Portuguese prince and an Austrian princess. He then inherited his grandfather's throne after his death and ruled with his grandma as regent. At 14, he took control of the country and, as an angsty teen, he wanted to go to war. He amassed an army and set off for conquest in Africa. His advisors warned him um, he was the last of his line, and if he were to die in this war, he would leave no heir. This didn't seem to bother him at all. He went to war, charged into battle, and died. Um, His body was recovered and officially he is dead, but the Portuguese people who, because of their King's actions had become Spanish subjects, held out hope. And so the myth was born that on a foggy day, he'll emerge from the mist riding his horse. He is said to come to rid Portugal of all its problems. The boy King, as he was known, brought hope to the people he left behind. So that was wow. the um, first story that is in his email. I thought it was so interesting. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much, Jose, for sending that. Next time we'll read the second one. Um, and again, if you guys have anything to send, um, like any like cool stories like that, um, anything related to any of the podcasts that we do, we would love to hear and read it um, at the end of an episode. So please send us your emails with uh, really cool stories like that
0: yeah yeah no that I really enjoyed that too um so if you guys want a chance to be uh or have your email read at the end of an episode please send us an email we love them like Julia said literally anything yeah it made <laughs> so, me feel uh, so
1: happy like any, send us yeah. anything you
0: want <laughs> we love just like interacting and also like um, like I said, I look to TikTok for all of my topics. So if you guys would like to hear some research on a specific topic, please, please, please email us because uh, we're never, we're never bored. We'll, yeah. we'll always do that. Um, but anyways. Uh- Ooh,
1: or if you find a TikTok that you think we would like, <sighs> send it to us. <laughs> yes because <laughs> shay is Please. always sending me tiktoks like that so <laughs> if you guys see anything that you think we would like send it over
0: <laughs> yes a hundred percent um and again our email is the at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and for jose for sending in that email uh tune in for the next episode of the witching a
1: lady, not a friend